Jaron Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. My family has been helping customers pick out the perfect engagement ring for decades. We know it can be an overwhelming process with lots of questions like, how much should I spend on an engagement ring? Does a two-carat diamond cost twice as much? What is a lab-grown diamond? Our team of diamond experts is here to answer all of your questions and walk you through all options to help you pick out the ring of their dreams at Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com. On another exciting entry of Animation Deliberation, the heroes are back, the students are evacuating the civilians, and wait, there they go off running to find out where they went. Stay tuned after these ads we have no control over. Jaron Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. My family has been helping customers pick out the perfect engagement ring for decades. We know it can be an overwhelming process with lots of questions like, how much should I spend on an engagement ring? Does a two-carat diamond cost twice as much? What is a lab-grown diamond? Our team of diamond experts is here to answer all of your questions and walk you through all options to help you pick out the ring of their dreams at Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another uh, exciting entry of animation deliberation. I am your host, Andrew Rogers, and joining me, I'm Jay Scotty St. Clair. And like I said, some of our heroes went off running this episode, and it turns out Zuhair just wanted to be a hero, so he went right along with them. So it's just going to be the two of us this week, and it is an exciting uh, Thursday. It's Thursday the 10th, for those of you who are listening to it after this. Uh, Jay Scotty is here on an exciting, exciting note. Yeah, I just got back from a double feature, uh, the first showing being the original Black Panther, followed by Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So definitely riding that high. Um, energy levels are high. And uh, full transparency, that did cause a little bit of a shakeup in the schedule. So this will have to be a very abbreviated episode. We'll kind of have to zip through things here. But I think that's um, that's okay and that's appropriate. So. Yeah, and I mean, that's just how we have to do it here sometimes. So we're just going to jump right in. Uh, we have Spy Family came out this week. Jay Scotty, you took a watch. Would you like to start with the Animate for uh, Spy yeah, Family? Yeah, let's. Why don't we trade off? I'll do Spy Family, and then you can kind of lead off Chainsaw Man. You've seen Chainsaw Easy. Man, right? Okay, cool. Yes. Right on. Okay, so yeah, this was another two-parter for Spy Family, and the series is definitely leaning more into the comedy. I was really delighted to see Yuri again. Uh, he's just a hysterical character. His fascination and obsession with his sister is great. Um, Anya is up to her scheming again. We did get the revelation that her powers don't work when there's a lunar eclipse. So it's nice to see the plot thicken in that regard. Um, on the other side of things, Daybreak. <laughs> I, I hope this is not the last we see of Daybreak because he is the perfect ant antithesis to the competent spy that Twilight is. And uh, I, yeah, I think that's all I've got for that one. All right. So I'll just tag mine on there then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Daybreak, just let me roll around life like him. It is the perfect way to do anything, and I want that energy to be that incompetent, but just so confident to go along yes. with it. He's yes. amazing, and it was just a fun little episode. It was kind of a bottle 
it wasn't the best, but it was still so much fun because I love this show. There's not mm -hmm. a ton to say about it besides just like enjoying so much of the Anya content and seeing her get smart. I loved that. The only question I had is we had this cliffhanger at the end of last episode. I still need to know what happens. Why was the handler mishearing Twilight? Like that's my oh, only right. qualm with this episode is that didn't come to light. So yeah, just give me more of all of it and I, I'm going to continue to be happy. Right on. You only have to wait until next week. <laughs> so <laughs> That is uh, true. One week, not that bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, ready for Chainsaw Man? Yeah. So I'll just right. jump in again. Cool. Sure. So similarly, it wasn't a crazy episode. It wasn't over the top. But man, these characters just I'm weirdly grafted onto them because the whole time I'm asking myself, why is this working? If you pitch this to me outside of the show, I would be like, that sounds terrible. It sounds too horny. It sounds too fan servicey. I don't know what to think of what's going on. Yet I still care so much about every one of these. I love that Again, it's fan service, but it serves a purpose. It makes sense. And I love that the women are in control, that they are, you know, using their powers to control the men. It tells an interesting story. But then we talk about cliffhangers. This cliffhanger has me so in on what's going on. I love this small team already, and I'm terrified to see where it's going to go. It, it is a perfect way to progress the story in a way that had almost no impact. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting take. I agree with a, a lot of what you said. Um, the series kind of reminds me of like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and in the fact that like none of these characters are inherently likable, but I like them all. Um, it was great to get a little bit of backstory for Aki. I think he's kind of starting to emerge as my favorite or most relatable character being the responsible one, but you know, seeing his relationship with his younger brother. And that's where I think the series kind of started to set up what it's like long-term arc maybe with this gun devil. It seems like that's going to be a big bad. We, we might have to, you know, face a few other devils before we get to this gun devil with the fact that they have to collect the metal that's attracted to him. But yeah, um, the rest of the characters on this little squad, I don't remember any of their names, but they're instantly endearing, especially the the girl, uh, the woman with the eye patch. Uh, her power is really cool. And I love how she uses her femininity, femininity to her advantage. So uh, yeah, continuing to enjoy this series for all its raucous and raunchous uh, humor. <laughs> for sure and i had 10 seconds left and i don't know how i forgot that aki story hit me like a train you knew it was oh, yeah. coming but it yeah. still tore your heart out so yeah they're doing great story even if it's sprinkled amidst everything else <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure all right but well, cool. that's all we have this week for anime i believe yeah oh, uh, outside yeah. of my hero obviously right. <laughs> Right, right, right. No news on the radar, no feedback. So if you have feedback about news that we might be overlooking, uh, please let us know. Animation Deliberation Podcast at Gmail or any of our social medias is a great place to do that. So um, with that being said, are you ready to move on to the episode of My Hero Academia? Yes. Give us that synopsis, sir. All right. So this is Encounter Part 2, and the synopsis reads... At the villa, Tokiyami takes Hawks to safety while the pro heroes in Liberation Front continue their battle. Togi uses her quirk to transform into another hero, going on a killing spree enraged over Twice's death, with Mr. Compress and Dobby watching on from the side, just as Gigantomachia's hand emerges from beneath. Meanwhile in Jaku City, the police headquarters scramble to keep up with the chaos caused by Shigaraki's decay. Endeavor faces the villain head-on, who is able to easily rebuff the flame hero with his new super regeneration as well as the extra quirks from All for One. 
Despite this, a voice continues to call out to Shigaraki from within, telling him to get one for all. Endeavor overhears this, which is promptly overheard by the others on the comms, including Deku. Realizing that Shigaraki is now after him, which he is able which he is able to thanks to the search quirk stolen from Ragdoll, Deku makes his way away from the city uh, and the evacuees accompanied by Bakugo, who intends to use this opportunity to get revenge on Shigaraki for his previous kidnapping. Deku informs Endeavor that he is Shigaraki's target, causing the villain to use his quirks to destroy their communication devices. Shigaraki suddenly appears before Deku and Bakugo, ready to steal one for all, but they are saved by Gran Torino. Endeavor and Ryuku uh, proceed to physically attack Shigaraki, which they can now do thanks to Eraserhead using his erasure on him. However, they are shocked to find that his new All Might level physical strength isn't a quirk, but his actual strength, just like the Nomu. Gran Torino tells Deku and Bakuko to remain on the sidelines while the heroes handle things. However, everyone is stunned when a suddenly a group of Nomu appear from the underground. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you and I were talking off air. The title of this episode, Encounter Part 2, ties all the way back to an episode uh, titled Encounter from Season 1, which is... Yeah, it's yeah. a... It's a crazy call out and it's a great thing about doing the podcast because if not, I would have just assumed that last week's episode was just encounter part one. Sure. Like it didn't cross my mind as anything weird when I started up this week's episode and it said encounter part two. But when Mm -hmm. I was looking through our notes for this week, I was like, wait, last last week wasn't encounter. How did this happen? So, yeah, sure. It ties (laughs) all the way back to season one. You said that Mm -hmm. episode was or was it season two? Season one, episode 10 of this anime overall. So, yeah quite a long time ago yeah and that was the first encounter with all of our students and shigaraki so Mm -hmm. now i don't know the hearkening back is it's kind of shit sends chills down my spine because Mm -hmm. i feel just as scared as when we saw that first nomu and that group of villains you know barge into the school and you're like what's going on what's happening you know where is this gonna go it's that Mm -hmm. same thing of like we don't know any of this power and it's just going to continue to evolve. Definitely. Yeah. It kind of makes me think like we talked uh, maybe last week or the week before we talked about how unsettling Dobby's smile was, but I have to say Shigaraki was the most terrifying he's been so far in this episode. Just his grin, his appearance, it all gives me an uncomfortable feeling in my stomach. And I'm just like, Ooh, I, I don't like this guy. Get him away from everybody. Cause he is creepy and devastating. Yeah. It's his zero remorse approach to everything that he is doing. Like he's just trying yeah. to flick off endeavor. Like it's nothing. And he does, mm-hmm. which is also scary, but it's just the fact that he doesn't care about anything, but his own deranged goals. And mm. it, 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 it is unsettling. I think that's the best set of words for it, but I didn't see Aizawa having such an important part in this season. And Mm. now it seems like he is going to be the entire linchpin to how this goes down. Yeah, that's, that's a great call out. Uh, I noticed when we were getting towards the end of the episode, I was like, Oh, this is like the first time we've spent a fair amount of time just on kind of like Deku. And, you know, a lot happened in this episode. I think they use the time very well to progress the story forward. But then, yeah, when Eraserhead shows up at the end and even Shigaraki says, wow, you really are cool. <laughs> I, I, I love that acknowledgement. And then having, you know, uh, I believe the hero's name is Manuel, but him just like, you know, hydrating uh, 
erasers uh Aizawa's eyes for him like that's just I love the <laughs> I love the combination of powers sometimes like even like Mount Lady and Cementos like Cementos creating the concrete club for Mount Lady to use like that's that's the great part of having like so many heroes uh work together and the ones that know each other well can you know bounce off of each other a la the Avengers yeah, why Mount Lady isn't always getting a club like that, it just seems too <laughs> overpowered. But yeah, I, having Manuel, who like was written off in the earlier seasons as like, oh, I'm not important enough to be a big hero. That's why I work at this agency. To have him come back and be like, I am the most important part of this. I'm going to hydrate his eyes. It, I just died laughing when I saw that. And it was a nice <laughs> little like laugh amidst all of this chaos. Right. But yeah, the Deku Bakugo was such an awesome uh, moment to have mm. that Bakugo recognized what was happening just as quickly as Deku did and mm. was willing to jump into action, was willing to run away with him and do whatever he had to do. You know, he's really there to protect his friends. Like mm. as much as he's saying it's revenge, he cares about him. He's going to help. But then the fact that they had that whole conversation while Deku was bouncing yes. and <laughs> was flying, I was like, I know that's how the powers have to work, but we really animated it like this so that he's just bouncing <laughs> like a bunny just put up the hood let's go do the whole yeah, thing <laughs> yeah yeah and i love the facial expressions between that exchange he's like why are you following me he's like wait you think you're a main character now and he's like okay thank you very much and like his expression just gets more <laughs> erratic every time we flash back to him <laughs> you think you're a so, main character you're clever yeah. show i see what you're doing there <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um yeah, so I, I thought that was all really riveting and had me on the edge of my seat. But then just goes to show how well balanced the episode was. We had these very heightened moments being on the edge of our seat, complemented by some comedic moments. But then uh, what also sticks out is, is Toga's moment where she really gets to have that mourning for twice that we haven't seen yet. And, you know, I don't want to say I celebrated seeing heroes get murdered by her, but at the same time, I, I felt for her in that moment and I was kind of rooting for her. Um, just cause, yeah. Cause you know, twice was a good guy and yeah, no. And it was such a crazy scene because at first I was like, wait, haven't we seen this hero before? They didn't use a knife. Like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And then just slowly putting the pieces together. Cause they leave it long enough that you figure it out until the reveal actually happens that it's her. And it right. just, you're like, wow, she is on a rampage. She just took down four heroes without a blink while everyone else is struggling to fight one. And it's mm -hmm. just, uh, yeah, I agree. It was not a big scene. It was nothing to tell extra tales about, but just that subtle reminder of these guys did care about each other and that's going to play a big part in what we see. I think Gigantomachia is about to lead an entire raid of people who are very emotional. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's it's frightening. Um, as as much as we've been endeared to these heroes, we've also kind of started to become endeared to these villains. Um, not so much Gigantomachia, but he, I think he represents a kind of change in the tide, and not just his his uh, you know emergence, but also the fact that we have these Nomus. Like we kind of wrote it off like not that long ago. We we're like, oh, the Nomu were like set up to be this big threat, and now they're just out of the picture. Not so. I don't know if those are the same Nomu or like other Nomu because there were, it looked like there were like, um, I don't want to call them test tubes, but I guess containers that looked like they hadn't been broken that like lit up 
when Gigantomachy was activated. And one Nomu in particular that was kind of in the background st- stuck out to me looked just like Cthulhu. It had the tentacles and the wings. Like, Ooh. I want to see action. Yeah, yeah no, that's going to be interesting. And I hope we get a little bit of an explanation about the Nomus and not just like, oh, there's mm-hmm. more. But I do think because the battle has gone such a distance away from the hospital like where it started just to be able to cross Mm -hmm. paths with deku i'm guessing that means there was just another lab that we didn't know about Mm. but yeah yeah between the emergence of gigantomachia and what is now also going to be redestro with his backup legs of course um and all of those villains over there but also the nomus on this side i'm wondering if we're about to see more heroes enter the fray, like, are we going to see some wild cards kind of coming to help and do some more to save the day? I don't know who that's going to be because I already got the, you know, through the arms of the air moment in this episode, seeing that so many of our heroes were alive, but there's still Mm. so much, there's a well that they can really grab from. And I'm curious to see if there's some other, you know, strong wild card we're not thinking of, possibly even a student or the principal or someone uh, that's going to come and help these fights. I'm hopeful and very curious to see, you know, give us the opening the portals in the Avengers moment, like bring them all out, assemble, let's go. Yeah, there are even the other schools to consider. Yeah, talking about all those like possibilities there. But the one thing I will say is no one feels safe. That was what like really resonated for me for this episode. Yeah. No one feels safe. I don't know if it's going to be Eraserhead. I hope not. I don't know if it's going to be Gran Torino, even Bakugo. It just, yeah, feels like no one is safe and that concerns me. It feels like no one's safe and it also feels like they have to kill someone not that they have to but like Mm. that someone Mm. may at some point if not multiple but i feel like uh Mm -hmm. this also kind of reminds me hawks is he safe like we still they're just dangling that piece of fruit over us of well he knows something about dobby and uh, yeah right but yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be the one to go at the same time. Like he could deliver this message just to a couple of students and then uh, be on his way out. But I don't know. I feel like the prime contender might be Endeavor. It scares me. But I feel like Endeavor is go- he's putting himself so on the line as a hero should mm. that it feels like it might go too far. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about that. And it, it did kind of make me think of like, one of the moments where I kind of like gasped in the episode. And that was when Ryuku, the dragon hero, when Shigaraki touched her wing, I love the way they played that out because we didn't know Eraserhead was on the scene yet. And the fact that his decayed at work was kind of like what just happened there. And uh, yeah, it was a nice payoff. So yeah, yeah. A lot to look forward to. It definitely seems like the tensions are rising. This, this battle is only getting more and more intense. So, and this is only the um, halfway point because this was episode six mm. And I believe we're getting 12 before like the half season arc break, whatever they're going to do, because I wouldn't be surprised if this does span the whole 24 episodes, but they just kind of take a break in the middle. But we do know that Mm -hmm. we're getting 12 and then a break and then another 12. So there's still a lot to break down and, you know, maybe some more Deku quirks, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, it, we're winding down here and uh, need to get out of here. But uh, with the mention of Deku's quirks and more of those emerging, it just goes to show like how more and more Shigaraki and Deku's like journeys parallel each other. Because you know, Deku had his vestiges hearing um, one for all in his head, and now 
Shigaraki's getting that same thing. He's hearing one for all, or uh, excuse me, all for one in his head, requesting him to get all for one. One for all. <laughs> like it's confusing saying both so many yeah. times in quick succession. Good versus succession. bad. You know, it makes me wonder yes. as their paths continue to converge, what is that convergence? Does Deku get to mm. steal the quirk somehow? Does he end up mm. with Deku's quirk and now they have to duke it out as like the ultimate battle? Like there's so many options. And I'm mm. I love that we know that it's coming. At some point they have to butt heads, but that we don't just know that it's going to be a slug fest, that there's going to be a chess match that happens because they're strategic characters, because they're written well, and because there's so much of a mystery behind their power that it's right. it, it has me amped up. And I'm excited we're recording this now because that means it's only like two days until I get this next one. So <laughs> right. I'll read that high sure. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's and you know, kind of going off a different note, like talking about like viewing schedules and whatnot. I like how Chainsaw Man is released a different day than the rest of these. It's kind of like a nice midweek little uh I can't treat, I can't call it I a guess. palate cleanser as much as I want to. It's it just is an entirely <laughs> I, other thing. Spy Family is more so the palate cleanser. Yeah, Chainsaw Man is something else. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm amazed because we talked at length about how many things were coming out in October, how intense it was. It's November now. We have just completely surpassed mm-hmm. the amount of things, and it's still just calvocating in. And someday I'll finish Black yeah. Clover for all of you out there that were wondering. I am still watching it. I'm at episode 130 nice. out of 160, so we're almost there. But Right on, <sighs> right on. Okay, well, uh, like we said, we have to cut this one short, unfortunately, but uh, it was always a pleasure. Andrew, do you have anything you want to let the people know about social media-wise or other appearances? No other appearances, but as always, follow us on all of our social medias. That is the best way to get news, updates, information, and the funniest anime memes that I can possibly find on our stories. You can follow us on Twitter at AnimationDelib1 and Facebook and Instagram, AnimationDeliberation. Very cool. All right. Well, for Zuhair, I will say stay whelmed and go beyond plus ultra. And thanks for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And I didn't plan for this one. Muscle, muscle. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Have plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with Orca coolers and drinkware. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class temperature retention. Orca's premium drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours. Their tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com and use promo code 15 for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com, promo code 15. 88 billion is just a number, but not when we use it for our community benefits plan. Or for our $500 million initiative, PNC Grow Up Great, supporting young children and early childhood educators. And uplift communities with programs that advance economic empowerment. Our doors are open. 
PNC, a Main Street bank helping all move forward financially. It's not just about dollars, it's about change. 